Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 9, Episode 12, titled Guardians. Uh, Aaron, what'd you think of this episode? I continue to enjoy these episodes of The Walking Dead. They've been my summer balm. Uh, I, I, man, I... This is the kind of shit that I want to see. The tension between, you know, the, the good governance that Michonne... Uh, wanted to put in versus uh, her fear and kind of paranoia um, and the tension between that and democracy. Um, uh, the shit going on in Negan is really good. Uh, I even like the personal drama between like, you know, the weird love quadrattle quad quadra triangle between uh, Gabriel and Rosita and Sadiq and Eugene rhombus. It's a love rhombus is what it is. <laughs> I enjoyed it's Eugene's definitely, beaded ponytail. The one thing it's uh, not is a quadrilateral. Forget about that. No, yeah, get that, get that shit out of here. Um, but uh, and and um, I, I think the uh, whisper culture is is frankly fascinating. Although I have many many questions about uh, how they maintain the safety of that camp. How do they not keep guardians bum rushing them all the time? Um, you know, maybe when you call the whole pack together to witness some kind of bizarre ritual, you leave a, a lookout or two, uh-huh. so you get more than like one second notice of the slow shambling dead coming to eat you all. Yeah, eh, yeah, I, I got some notes for them, but you know they're crazy. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're clearly insane. Uh, so that's that's entertaining. Um, and I I just I I love the uh, is it Connie is Connie the the the, the deaf woman? I love yeah. the Connie and Daryl Roadshow. Yeah, it so is, far so uh, good. Really good. Um, so yeah, I, I thought this episode was great. What'd you think? I, I don't know what to do with episodes like this. Cause like, how do I make fun of an episode that's decent? How do I, how do I talk about an episode of the walking dead? That's decent. Uh, it, it all feels like, uh, they're conspiring against me to, to ruin this podcast <laughs> because I have <laughs> no idea what to say. I've never seen walking dead. That's, this competent uh at least not in you know eight years uh I, I don't know what to do with it but yeah it's it's a good episode i i like the sort of you know the hypocrisy that they're pointing out on both sides of the the leadership fence here between you know they're contrasting and paralleling at the same time michonne and alpha um and their leadership styles and that's all good stuff uh yeah i i enjoyed this episode i hate to say yeah, they even snuck in a little bit of biblical imagery with, uh, you know, her mom's talking about lying and passing her the apple, um, mm-hmm. like uh, maybe a little bit of Sleeping Beauty or what is it, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White imagery in there too. Okay, but it's all like I said, all these like multiple episode character arcs are actually coming together and firing on all cylinders, it's surviving a five year time jump. It's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, pretty incredible. And they've got you know still the same high standards for their. Uh practical effects with Nicotero doing a truly outstanding skin peel in this episode. Uh, Peeling that zombie. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It was nasty, but very pretty cool. nasty. All right. Uh, maybe we should get into the recap then. Uh, I, I will say that if I was a whisperer, I think this be- beard would come in clutch because apparently you don't need the bottom half of a walker. If right. you got a beard, 
Yeah. Like everyone, honestly, if you're capable of growing a beard in the Whispers organization, you should absolutely grow a beard because ha- having that like off your off your mouth hole, it's mm-hmm. got to be it's got to be hygienic, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, how many times would your Walker skin mask slip into your mouth? Oh, the, the number is clearly not zero. Not at all. <laughs> right. Not at all. I couldn't yeah. handle it. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah. So, so much to talk about, but we'll get there. Uh, all right. We start off with Alpha asking a bunch of questions about Lydia's time at the hilltop. Lydia says she lied to get her captors to trust her and then gives Alpha info about the hilltop. Alpha's pissed that she got so little info. And Lydia asks if the info is the only reason she came to get her. Alpha says, well, that's a stupid question and, and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Not not in the way that says, oh, of course, I love you, daughter. No. Right, right. More of just like, yeah, th- this is a fascinating scene. Number one, I love it that it's kind of like an homage to the, the classic Aaron Sorkin walk and talk. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, shamble and whisper. Okay. Um, but I I liked it because like I honestly couldn't tell how much Lydia was lying to protect like the hilltop or you know to to not help her mother because because she said some accurate information I think mm-hmm. like the the state of the hilltop's defenses are probably like I I feel like they have a guns but probably not enough and they have primitive weaponry and um all that kind of stuff but she also told big fibs i mean one of the big revelations that that henry slipped up was that they do have other outposts nearby yeah uh but they don't trade so like i was trying to get like a a a feel of whether how much she was lying to her mom how much is she trying to protect henry in the hilltop and i don't think i think what's what's amazing the conclusion i drew is i don't think lydia kind of quite understands what she's going to do and how much mm-hmm. she wants to tell her mom and what she wants to happen here. Like she's kind of figuring out and like that all kind of came across in the performance and the writing. Uh, so oh, yeah. that's kind of the driving tension um, throughout this episode from her end as a character. Uh, and I, I liked it. I, cause it's, it's a big question mark, right? Like she's seen the other side. The grass is much, much greener. Uh, but there are a lot of barriers still in her way to getting to that grass. So, What's she going to do? Yeah. Uh, and also the mother, like, I think it's an open question throughout this episode, whether she actually did um, go back for her daughter because it was her daughter or whether she thought her daughter was going to be a chop off the old block and would come back with his wealth of information because that's what she that's what Alpha would have done. Yeah. And like, did she like, is this disappointment in the fact that she didn't live up to her expectations? Is it disappointment because she did break the rule because that's her daughter? Like, there's a lot of gray, not just in the writing and performances, but I think intentional where the characters like I, I don't again, I don't know if Alpha really understands why she went back. Uh-huh. Um you know, is it because she loves her daughter in some twisted way? Is it because her daughter is her possession? Is it because her daughter is like some kind of narcissistic reflection of her that's always capable of, you know, disappointing her? Like, I, there's there's a lot of fucking really good psychology going on here, and I, I'm digging it. Yeah. Uh, I, I was worried for Lydia when I saw that she lost her walker skin, which, of course, she did. Right, uh, right. B- but... I kind of was wishing they would do a little bit more with that, like have a small herd come through, right? And they have to sort of, like, how how would they handle that if Lydia's in their group with no walker skin? Uh, do they kind of keep her away from the pack? Do they surround her and kind of lead the walkers kinda, in other directions? It did seem like I wanted she to was, see something. 
it did seem like she was in the nucleus and she was also doing the walker affect um so like maybe yeah. like this this stench surrounds her and she keeps her head down but yeah i kind of wondered that myself uh and I, I i bet we get answers as as we go on i bet we get answers as we go on but like yeah. i was just amazed at like how a lot of this is the same kind of um complicated ground they covered on hbo's sharp objects last year or maybe it was the year before okay sure it's, it's, it's a lot a lot of this is sharp objects only they're wearing dead people skin uh-huh. which is sharp objects was insane and this is like insane on it's like adding some ed gacy shit or ed gain or i forget who the the psycho clown killer is but adding some texas chainsaw massacre on top of the already crazy uh narcissistic love tragedy circle of the daughter and the mom here um yeah but i i yeah um, and samantha morton is uh she's crushing it as alpha all right, let's uh, go over to Michonne hearing about uh, the whole mission they had to set up this radio uh, relay. And she's super pissed that she wasn't consulted. Uh, Gabriel and Michonne continue not to see eye to eye about Alexandria's isolation. Aaron sides with Michonne based on the new enemy they found, the Whisperers. Uh, Sadiq's bummed that they can't go to Ezekiel's fair. Michonne refuses to risk her people's lives to prop up the kingdom, especially because Ezekiel has said he doesn't want to abandon the kingdom just yet. Yeah, it's starting to sound like this uh, this kingdom festival might be like a fire fest. You know, if Ezekiel busts out on that elk, he's got nothing to feed anybody. You're down to one slice of bread and a slice of bologna. Uh-huh. Uh, all of their all of their residential places are becoming uninhabitable. Mm-hmm. Like you've got all the make. I don't think we're too far off of our of of our uh, uh, commercial for the 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 kingdom's renaissance fair like it does seem like Ezekiel's trying to gild the lily a little bit maybe he's going for broke on that projector because like hey we really got to have some razzle dazzle without the razzle dazzle we got nothing Mm -hmm. uh we got we got we got a movie and some some elk we got one elk to go around uh well it's starting to feel like a a post-apocalyptic farmer's market with the way they describe it as like a trade fair I'm mm-hmm. I'm starting to get the vibe that it's not going to be like this celebration. It's going to be more just like browsing products. That's that's not right. a great fair. I don't think. Right. But okay. Yeah, we we bought we brought uh, elk and movies. I assume you guys brought uh, working boilers and mm-hmm. a bunch shovels. of PVC pipe and shovels and I. But I, I do think that like I guess a minor criticism I have is I don't think they did a very good job of of telling us explaining to us this the kingdom's dire straits like I thought yeah the, they were in trouble but like you know what they get some engineering help they get uh, Henry does a blacksmith apprentice and they'll be right as rain but it seems like there's something larger and I just don't know what it is no it like, felt weird last episode when they introduced. Well, introduced, I thought, that concept uh, mm-hmm. that the kingdom was just, you know, very quickly becoming uninhabitable. But, like, they, I, I haven't seen the thing that makes me think that. Like, a water pipe can yeah, be Yeah, it's like 21st century uninhabitable, you know? Right. Like, you know, maybe running water won't work and you might have to go out to outhouses. But, like... Uninhabitable from like right. You got farmlands. You've got structures that will take a lot of time to to rebuild some other place. And yeah. a lot of time, you know, like uh, everyone says, like, oh, look at the leftover, not the leftovers, the Last of Us, you know, mm-hmm. um, or any. It, it's a true fact that like if buildings are unmaintained, they quickly are reclaimed by nature. But most of that is if you keep a, a roof in good repair, the structure will stay up for a long, long time. That's why they used to cover sure. bridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's it's the rain and the freeze cycles and all that kind of shit that really do a number on buildings. So it's like, 
can Ezekiel's people fucking thatch a roof? Can they throw a tarp over a hole? Like, what the fuck? I, I don't understand why it is in a state of collapse. Like, yeah. if there was a, a food blight, okay, you know, or something like that. They had a fire that raged out of control. But I, I just, I, I really want to know why the kingdom is in such dire straits. Yeah. And how trade, how trade will, will magically fix things. Yeah. Uh, it was hilarious to me when I think it's Gabriel says to Michonne, we gave you the the power to veto uh, our plans based on security concerns. And now everything's a security concern. Yeah, no shit. That's how power abuses of power work, man. Yeah, <laughs> like you yeah. give an inch, they take a mile. That's we even talked about that. Like when we got to the whole like, uh, you know, council can be suspended in times of crisis. Like, oh, boy, mm-hmm. that's. You can you can hide a lot of fucking bullshit abuses of power into that little uh, clause there, Michonne. Um, yeah, yeah it checks is, and balances, motherfuckers. Is, we need them. It also, I, f- I felt like Gabriel f- sounded like a little bit of a petulant teenager, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, we took every precaution, Mom. Oh, yeah? Well, then why did Jesus die? Can you answer me yeah. that? Can you yeah. answer me that? Uh, like, yeah, well, yeah, you can still sometimes like take every precaution and people die. Yeah. You know, that's that is uh, shit happens in the real world and you can be as careful as you want. I I, I thought, again, it's good stuff because Michonne, as as Aaron shows, you know, like Michonne's policy will keep you alive when you might otherwise be dead. But some of the long term uh, questions they have here where, you know, well, what if we cut ourselves off from from the world and that's what kills us? Mm -hmm. What if we need friends and allies and they're gone because we've let those relationships uh, rot or we weren't there to help them when they needed us? Yeah, like the world's big and you're very small. You do need help. You do need allies. And again, it's like, man, look at all this conflict they're generating and it's entirely fresh. It's new. It makes sense. Uh (laughs) Like... It's uh, an infinitely more uh, gripping than just waiting for the next cool zombie effect that we we shambled through for so many years in The Walking Dead. Sure. And they're not even skimping out on that. Mm-mm. Uh, okay. Rosita's having trouble fitting in her pants, and she apologizes to Gabriel for the situation that he's currently in with her and Sadiq's baby and says that he's free to opt out of being a part of it if he'd like. She's extremely cool about this. Like, I want you on this journey, but I understand why you might not want to. And not only am I going to put this entirely in your court, um, but I'm going to give you the space. Like, I'm not even going to be sit here and like make, you know, big baby eyes at you until you decide. Mm -hmm. I've got my own house. I've got my own, you know, like, yeah, Rosita doesn't need no man. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's got the village to help her out. So it's yeah, it's great. You know, she does need some stretchy pants. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> because those uh, low slung hip hugger hip huggers are going to get it get the job done for much longer. Nope. Um, but yeah, and you know what, Gabriel's going through a lot too. Like uh, I imagine it must be somewhat emasculating to be uh, the leader of a council who has no real power. Mm-hmm. You know, has this uh, crazy person always just uh, uh, putting the kibosh on everything due to security concerns. So. It's not just like he's got one thing to worry about. He's got a lot of things. He's probably also feeling guilty for fucking up the Negan thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's Still a lot on his plate. Don't really know how he feels about uh, Jadis and that whole thing. Like it's been six yeah. years. I, we didn't get any resolution yeah. to that. We we didn't. We didn't. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I 
And I think that uh, some of this drama is comes from his personal convictions, you know, yeah. like he's uh, probably pretty conservative, personally speaking. Um, and he might think that uh, the baby is going to do best. Well, I mean, he articulates that he thinks what's best for the baby is like uh, his his moral code. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eugene actually has some smart things to say about that. What do you know? Sure. Uh, so the whispers are hanging around a creek and Lydia finds a dirty yo-yo which is not a euphemism. Uh, <laughs> does this thing come back, this yo-yo? Because I looked down for nah. a brief second when Henry's looking at her later in the episode, and I thought maybe she was like out there doing, you know, rock the cradle or something <laughs> with that thing, but I <laughs> I missed it. I think she was showing off her, she like Henry gave her a hilltop necklace or something. She she got and she was showing that necklace to him like, hey, I'm still on your side is okay. the signal, I think. But no, I think this yo-yo obviously will come back since they really noticed it. This whole scene is, I mean, as much as I've been loving the season, it's awkward as fuck. Like this establishing shot, this felt very next generation where like they've got a soundstage dressed as an alien village and it's an alien village, right? What do alien villagers do? I don't know. They're going to come around with a a bucket with an LED sign on it, dipping water out of a well. Uh, there might be doing some weird alien crafts, but what does an alien craft look like? I don't know. We're we're writers. We can spend like 15 minutes on this before lunch. And it just felt like they're just all kind of crouching around, pecking in the dirt. You know, Alpha's just walk, stomping around. Like, uh-huh. And I, I guess they you're supposed to understand that they intentionally staged this for Henry, that they made Henry at some point that he's following, and they... they they set in this trap for him, but it it just yeah. felt it didn't feel like I was seeing like a slice of of whisper life. It felt like no yeah. one knew what the fuck to do. No, I think and when it they was get an back, awkward thirty seconds of filming. When they get back to the camp, it's better certainly. Um, yeah, but yeah, they yeah, have yeah. things to do there, uh, like you're like yeah you're saying. But yeah, uh, yeah, Henry's sneaking around and he gets caught by Beta, and they threaten him until he reveals that he's from Hilltop and he's here for Lydia, and she socks him in the mouth. Al- Alpha does. Um, and wait, no, Lydia, Lydia does. Lydia's yeah. the one that punches him. Yeah. Uh, and they decide to take him wherever they're headed, which we find out later is their camp. Yeah. And as I said, it's, it's, it's awkward scene. And then Lydia just finding a yo-yo apropos of yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then it never coming back in this episode. Is this, I, I feel like this is another key card. Yeah, but I hope that they're not going to go like wrist rocket with this, where she's going. This is going to be her signature weapon, like Goonies video game. The f- or yeah, something. the fucking the, the fucking Duncan butterfly yo yo. Uh, oh, she's going to sharpen those edges and just you know sleep, throw a sick sleeper right into a I feel like Z skull, walk the dog, <laughs> do 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 the trapeze and then gear out somebody with it. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah what if she took the the chain that uh her mom's got and just substituted the string for that there you go i'm telling you i and i wouldn't put it past the walking dead because the wrist rocket is just on the border mm-hmm. of being ridiculous yeah. but uh uh i own a couple of those things and i believe you absolutely could put a, a steel bb through a walker soft walker skull mm-hmm. maybe not a fresh one but soft walker skull with enough skill, sure. I would certainly yo-yo. Not believe a yo-yo. Yeah, yeah, a razor wire garroted yo-yo. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm starting to talk myself into it. Honestly, <laughs> no, you you no, adding no, the no. mom's garret wire to it, yeah. Uh huh. I I kind of want to see it now. Oh. <laughs> she can show it off in the talent portion of the uh, 
Kingdom Fair. <laughs> Great. You know what I want to You know see? what, dude? Hmm. What's that? I was going to say, we might get the fair this, this season. Oh, I because think, yeah. Last, last episode is going to be the fair, right? It's like it's like two days away. Now, I don't know how the hell they do that. If there's going to be open war with the Whisperers, I, it's like seems like crazy fast to wrap that up before. Maybe maybe they have the fair and the West Whisperers crash. Yeah, fair. And that's what destroys that. That's what destroys the kingdom, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and gets Ezekiel off the like him wanting to squat on the throne. I don't know. Coming through the busted pipes. Yeah, that's uh, the upcoming Jay Z Kanye collaboration. Squat the throne. <laughs> <laughs> inspired by season nine of the walking dead uh yeah, yeah i'm like sure bo- they're watching i'm sure i mean obviously sure kanye's watching. bored with this covid shit he's <laughs> like fuck it run for president do some walking dead uh, inspired raps why not mm-hmm. all right eugene goes to gabriel with equipped f- fully with the charts and graphs to prove that he can live with the knowledge that rosita is raising sneak's baby and living with gabriel it's it's hilariously eugene uh, he also tells Gabriel that he has to get over himself and stay with Rosita, even though it's not his baby. Finally, Eugene gives him some stretchy pants for Rosita. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I like this scene. I, you know, over the years, Eugene has gone from just a truly ridiculous character to a character that's ridiculous, and I think of as a human being now. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, fits into he, the world. He's just the ah, I I don't know. Hanging around this guy would be just a real chore most of the time. But at least he seems like he has emotions, and they've done enough with him at this point to where I can understand what a what he's trying to say when he speaks, and b why he's doing the things he's doing. I think it helps when you kind of broadly know coming into the conversation what the hell he's trying to do and say, mm-hmm. because most of the time in the, in previous seasons, he would just interject some, you know, nonsense. Yeah, the stats uh, about like, the bridge what is he, or whatever. Yeah, what's he trying to do? Like, you know, we knew he came into a head of steam and he was either going to try to... I, and I, I wasn't sure whether he's going to try to put Gabriel off or put Gabriel on to the Rosita situation. But it turns out he genuinely loves Rosita, mm-hmm. sees that she has a genuine love for Gabriel... And, uh, you know, he actually spoke plain English. You'd be a damn fool if you let her go. And like, okay, yeah, he's doing this decision matrix is is adding up. He's he's doing Uh, the right thing. Um, He's got a very long winded way of saying pros and cons list. But other than yeah, and I wouldn't uh, suspect Eugene of being this big of a respecter of women. But the whole like, you know, you need to come correct on this because it's it's not your decision. (sighs) It's not Sadiq's decision. It's her decision. Like if she. Yeah. What's best for the baby is going to be whatever, uh, sh- sh- however she wants to make it this. And she'd already said that, like, you know what? I'm going to handle the Sadiq thing. We'll we'll work things out. However, but like, I want to make this work with you. So you already know the intention. Um, pretty his, good advice. And any, any respect he's got for women is a recent development, as in this episode, kind of recent. Because just <laughs> a few episodes ago, he was having the whole security force spy on her and using like his little birds to figure out who she's dating it was fucked up it was completely fucked but he took he he did the thing that most people in the friend zone don't do which he actually got his courage up and and took a shot tried to like a few times right didn't did he ever actually get it out uh, that's i yeah i think he 
did maybe not maybe not um I'm, but i thought he did in the like the medical wing he actually got to say his piece um i thought he but started maybe, to you might rosita be right. just left like left the room she just just shut him down but i think he that's he interpreted that as him trying to take a shot and yeah, yeah. he he missed and uh instead of uh being like well fuck that bitch anyway he's uh he's being real mature about it so good on good on eugene do you think he uses his beaded ponytail as an abacus <laughs> sure let I mean, me show you this uh, decision making. He so. grabs it and starts, starts click, clack, click, 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 clack, you know. Look how many p- potential future years of happiness you have here, mm-hmm. Gabriel. You know, it's like, uh, how many do you think you're going to have a natural child of your own, Gabriel? Well, let me put that in my calculation. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's an improvement over the mullet, right? I, yeah, I mean, anything is an improvement over a mullet. But I, I've got to. I, I stared at his hair for a very long time in this episode, trying yeah. to figure out what's happening. Because, like, yeah. there's the ponytail part, but it doesn't... I don't think it blends into the top part seamlessly. Like, the top part seems shorter. No. Like, I was trying to... Th- yeah, like, is this, like... Is there a leather braid going on? And then I, it, it's, it's certainly beaded, but yeah, no, they're... But I uh, think the top is his real hair, and then the ponytail is just, like... It's a weave, man. Woven into it, yeah. Like I, I think he's like, hey, if you want me to come back and play this ridiculous goddamn character, I'm not wearing a mullet year round. You got to get yeah. some kind of weave going on. So I think it's it's probably a clip on beaded ponytail at this point. I feel like I, I I don't know. Maybe I I didn't see how I wasn't interpreting what I was seeing correctly. But they should have probably gone with a full wig for him. Although mm. it would have been a bad one. So yeah, maybe not. All right, it's, it's funny because like we just did the uh, Hunt for Red October uh, review a couple uh, weeks ago where we found out uh, that Sean Connery had the $20,000 hairpiece at the Silver Fox. Everyone knows he's famous for it. Mm-hmm. But what you might not know is it originally had a long and prominent silver ponytail attached to the end. Yeah, like a water uh, road kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Eugene could have just gone with that. Just like, you know, di- gone with the full Connery. Obviously not silver because he's not that old yet. But like, yeah, right. go with the Marco Ramius Mark One ponytail and uh, yeah. skip the beads, man. You don't need them. It probably would have come out of his salary, but yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Alpha questions Lydia about her time with Henry. They merge with another group of whispers and end up at their camp. And Beta takes Henry to get a new skin for Lydia. Uh, and they have a truly massive camp. I was amazed at how well they're doing the squatting out here in the woods. Um, yeah. And I'm really curious about what kind of like anti Walker defenses they have, because mm-hmm. the vast majority of them are just in there. No mask, you know? Right. Um, I'm also curious why they brought the girl with the fucking baby uh, on the assault mission. Mm-hmm. Um like they're like I, I'm starting That's to wonder. A damn good point. I don't know. I'm well. It could be this alpha is just a maniac, you know. Yeah. And there is this like you know, as she says in this episode, this time this this challenge. It's it's been a long time since it's been challenged, and this one felt different. Uh, maybe there's a whole bunch of questionable things. Like maybe she doesn't want a you know babies in the group um, for whatever reason because it makes her daughter special or something. I don't know. And she does shit like this that. Well, you know, if you're going to have a baby, you're going to have to, you know, uh, the ma- the mama tiger brings the baby out on the hunt and so whatever fucking bullshit she gets from some half remembered national geographic thing. Uh-huh. Um 
I mean, it's funny because like this whole alpha beta concept has been widely discredited amongst animal behavioral. Uh, 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 hmm. uh, what do they call that? What, what do you call that? A biologist? Naturalist? Um, like sure. that, that was like. That was one dude do, doing shit out in in the uh, like uh, Alaskan frontier, like coming up with this whole theory. He himself abandoned it later in life, but like now we're all stuck with this alpha beta bullshit dichotomy hmm. that sm- certainly it didn't apply to wolves. It certainly never applied to primates. Um, but yeah, she saw that one uh, into the wild uh, or call of the wild movie, and uh, <laughs> uh-huh. she's using it to to base a whole civilization around with predictable results. Yeah, I was wondering when they were walking around, do they do they always mope? Why why are they moping around like walkers when there's no threat? Is it is it just in case like maybe they're spotted by humans, they want to make sure they look like walkers? Um cuz certainly with a camp this big, they've got to have lookouts on the perimeter, right? They've got to have you know, walkers, whisperers dressed as walkers uh waiting to lead herds that might stumble upon them away. Um, you think so, except for the late part of this episode. Of course, I don't know. Maybe you're, you're well, 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 we'll talk about that when you get there. But yeah, I I, I don't know because I never even th- I was thinking from a zombie perspective. I never thought of like a group of humans like just wandering into this and be like, hey, y'all, how's it all going? Sure does stink in here, you know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. It does seem like they keep their mask close by because they were mm-hmm. able to go from no mask to mask very quickly when they needed to. So, and it's broad daylight, so it's it's probably fine. There's satisfying answers, um, and I'm sure we'll get them. Yeah, I got faith in the Kang. Oh, of course. Uh, so Negan gets a visit from Michonne, who wants to know why he came back. He says he overheard things uh, are falling apart in in the communities, and he can help her lead if she releases him. Um, Michonne orders the window closed and then spots Judith spying and chases after her. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> so Negan's talking some sense here. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, you know, when he says that's one hell of a racket you got going, Michonne, you know, tries to deny it. But yeah, it is. Yeah, she's the de facto leader. There's no council. Um, she's a dictator, benevolent, yeah. perhaps. Um, but how long will that last, you know? Right. Like if if you keep a group of people imprisoned against their will, regardless of your stated aims, that's tyranny. Mm-hmm. You know, They're, you're going to get your sh- your teeth thrown into a harbor. You keep that shit up. Um, yeah, and there's a balance and, and I between also, freedom and safety. You know, liberty and security. Sure. Famously yeah, talked yeah. about many times. Uh huh. Yep. And I think that like Negan, I I actually think he's on the verge of actually getting it. Like I understand why Rick did this. And let me tell you, you want to add some jet fuel to Rick's uh, memory? Rehabilitate me. Mm-hmm. Like, what if not only was I spared to become this living memorial to Rick's mercy, but what if I actually changed? What if I could become a pillar of the community? What if I was not even seeking out a leadership role, but just like, you know, it was just a solid pillar? Like, but I don't think Michonne's even able to hear that. I yeah. think that's the pitch he was making. And he's just like casting around for like, okay, what's a baby step? Mm-hmm. You know what? We could just talk leader to leader. Oh, shit. Now it sounds like I'm, you know, but I, I think he's sincere that like, I don't want to be a part of this old world. It's changed and I want to be part of it. I don't want to be stuck in here anymore. Um, now, I, I think Michonne would be crazy just just to jump on that with 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 both feet. Oh, yeah. Because even if he's sincere now, what if he gets a little taste of power? 
Mm. You know, what were his what will be his ideas for keeping people in line? That's all sketchy. But if he can, it's like, you know, like the Emperor Invader, if he can be turned, he'd be a powerful ally, right? Sure. Um, that would be a real feather in the, the whole charter's cap that you can rehabilitate somebody like Negan. It'd be, it, yeah, it's it's compelling. But you also have hundreds of people that have a set feeling about who he is and what he should be and what he can be. And, and it's mm-hmm. not just Michonne. It's all those people you got to convince to. Absolutely. Um, but it's also most of all Michonne. Uh she's looking at threats from without she's got to see that this guy is i mean to her in her mind he is the outsider right and like right th- opening their gates you know figuratively to him is going to be extremely risky in her mind it's the, he's the danger yeah. you know he's not just a strange he's stranger danger <laughs> um, absolutely so i like i understand where everybody's coming from and this is why it's good uh it's a good episode and good writing because Everybody's got goals that make sense. Everybody's yeah. talking, you know, speaking truths. Uh, people just disagree. And I think that's the mm-hmm. most interesting part. Yeah, reasonable people disagreeing. Turns yeah. out, lots of drama. All right, Daryl and Connie find evidence of Henry's presence and then kill a couple of walkers. And the dog breaks one of Daryl's arrows or bolts. Pretty sick, though, that he's got his dog trained to retrieve him for him, though. That's fucking yeah. cool. I love the breaks it. Daryl's like, bad dog. Bad dog, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really cute. I could have used that in The Last of Us the last uh, few weeks. A, a trained dog. Uh-huh. All the dogs in The Last of Us, too, are just assholes uh, yeah, that need true. to be put down. If, if I had one retrieving my arrows, I'd feel different about them. But, uh, yeah, good dog. I think you're a good dog. Dog. <laughs> Uh, Beta makes a new skin suit for Lydia as Alpha tries to indoctrinate Henry. A couple couple challenges Alpha's leadership because they think she broke her own rules by going back for Lydia. So she cuts the woman's head off and then kills her boyfriend. I think that she's... So if you buy a survival pack, a lot of times they'll throw in this Garrett-looking thing that's got like uh, razor wire with uh, some kind of industrial epoxy with like diamond dust glued to it. And you're supposedly able to like saw through a fucking log with those things, you know? Um, and I think that's cause you, you know, as piano wire, I don't think we'll do that. I don't think yeah. uh, she's strong enough to do that, but like, I don't know, maybe she's got one of them like logger Garrett's, uh, Garrett's, mm-hmm. uh, is pretty fucking pretty gruesome though. Uh, uh, yeah, not the only gruesome thing in the scene. That skin, like like I was talking about at the beginning, peeling that skin off that walker's head is pretty gruesome. Yeah, yeah and they did a hell of a job uh, with the dummy, the the model they used. Yeah, and I, I like that. Like, there's a multi pronged disappointment here amongst the group. Like, a you didn't protect us. Like, that's your whole the whole reason we put up your crazy shit is because you keep us safe. Mm-hmm. You didn't do that. Number two. When you failed to protect us, you did get us justice. Like these people that killed so many of ours are just walking free. And three, this whole like, you know, we don't ever leave anybody behind. We're animals. Like the second your cub gets in trouble, we throw everything overboard and yeah. uh, have to do It's like, yeah, no. And it's like, it's not just one fucking thing. It's like, and, and there's like parallels between Michonne and Alpha throughout the episode. Like Negan, he knows what's going on because he's heard the grumblings. Uh, you know, building and building, like people walking out of that meeting, like, God damn it, Michonne, she's fucking another security exception. What do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she keeps doing this stuff. And Alpha, you get the idea that like this has kind of maybe been a long time coming. Uh, 
Maybe it's been a while. I, I mean, I, I don't know what you could grumble against. I mean, no, I, I, I there's a million things you can grumble with the alpha, but like, I'm yeah. sure it seemed like, you know, leaving the baby out there, even though that's what the group does, like, that's probably not super popular. In fact, I thought maybe that was this couple's baby. Hmm. Um, I, I, and, and I don't, do you think that would have been better if they'd made the couple recognizably the, the baby's father? Or is it actually stronger that some unrelated member of the community is bothered enough by all these different lapses that they're standing up. I mean, I think either one could have, could have worked. Uh, cause mm. I do, I do buy that. Like, you know, if having seen what she's done, that multiple community members would be up in arms right now, like maybe not yeah. voice that, but definitely be feeling it. And I, I like, this is the thing with this type of leadership. I don't know how you maintain it in this situation because like, frankly, if I'm if I'm somebody watching this, I'm going, OK, well, this is completely fucked. And Alpha is murdering people who, uh, you know, go go against her wishes. I'm probably going to sneak in, kill her in the middle of the night and leave like that's and there are so many people in this camp. If even one of them has that idea, she's done. So like, yeah, I I don't know. It seems like an unsustainable relationship here. Yeah. And like, what does a challenge mean? Like, you're right. Like, why announce the challenge? Just come and murder yeah. her at night or yeah. like, especially as you, after you see what she does in challenges. Right. Yeah. As she's going forward and saying, uh, are you challenging me? Just fucking sucker punch her or have the, yeah. you know, while she's in your face, have your mate stab her in the back and then deal with beta later. Because, um, yeah, she uses fucking beta to win her fights. Speaking of beta. I do like the man's half half Walker mask, but his choice to wear a leather duster mm-hmm. in the humid Baltimore slash DC summer heat. Yeah, I mean, I, I clearly these people don't care about stench. No, but just the personal comfort, just the the swamp ass and the chafing mm-hmm. this man must yeah. endure a black leather duster under layers of zombie skin has uh-huh. got to be amongst the most uncomfortable thing I can think to wear. And like 90 degree heat and humidity mm-hmm. and 90% humidity. It's insane. I agree. But yeah, am I the only one beta? picturing that this is just Rob Zombie underneath all this Walker skin? <laughs> like I, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, that's Rob Zombie. And I don't know why. I just assume. No, I think you know why. There's <laughs> okay. there's definitely a little bit of the the, the crusting, uh, you know, hot uh, Mod Podge in his beard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cor- corpse and, makeup. Yeah. You know, he's got a good name for it, at least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's uh, maybe uh, I would. It's canon now. I think we should stop calling him Beta. Just call him Rob. Okay. Yeah. You got Mom, Lydia, Rob, because uh, he's a zombie. Sure. Mm-hmm. Bravo. All right. Michonne asked Judith why she was spying, and Judith says she went to see Negan because he listens to her. Unlike some people, Michonne forbids Judith from seeing her because or from seeing him because he's a monster. Judith thinks he's changed and reminds Michonne that she did too which gets her sent to her room. Yeah, I, I like scenes like this. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, I won't this is actually too much about Judith being, you know, an adult here, but like she's pointing out the obvious to Michonne and fuck you, Michonne, for sending her to her room. Go to your fucking room. You need a minute? Go to your room. Like she I, I didn't think do it's, anything it's, here. It's above average parenting to have the emotional intelligence to realize that you can't have a rational discussion and send the child to the rooms and talk to him later because, you know, that's uh, like, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think as like an adult would be like, you know what? I'm too angry to talk right now. I need to go for a walk, you know, but mm-hmm. that might feel like abandonment to a child. So like send in your room so we can both calm down and talk about this later. It's like that. Like I said, it's hmm. and, you know, she didn't like flip her shit. She didn't say it in a cruel way. Yeah. Uh, when the per- when like, uh, you know, I think a, a below average mom, but still understandable when Judith came back with. But why? That's when you'd fucking hit the volcano button. But Michonne still mm-hmm. kept it under control. I, I was I was impressed. This is a f- long way away from Lori Grimes uh, absentee parenting, let's say. Well, we've in, got in the season two, one through three. We got the two sides of the coin, right? We got Michonne not blowing up at at her daughter and trying to keep things cool, and then you got Alpha on the other side. Yeah, Alpha is barking at the moon. Yeah. They're absolutely contrasting these two in this episode. It's all about leadership yeah. and parenting and. Sure. Uh, I'm appreciating what they're doing here. I wonder where it's going to lead, though, because Michonne seems to be softening. Alpha doesn't. I just need, I need to see what kind of fruit Michonne's going to give Judith. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. The, the, like, like what's the what's the equal and opposite of an apple? Is she old enough for grapes yet? An orange, a, a, a kiwi, a banana. A kiwi. I think it's kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> is it is the equal and opposite of a? If she gives him that, then we know we know she's on the the true symbolic right, right course. All those kiwi uh, fruits question. that grow in Georgia or in uh, DC and Baltimore area. Oh, they get you didn't see they got the heirloom kiwi seeds from the <laughs> museum. Yeah, they have, yeah, they're ready to go, man. Awesome. Um, I got a question. Rick mm-hmm. Jr. Rick Jr. gets a line win. We've seen him in the margins like four or five episodes. Michonne checked in. The guys, the kids is taking a nap in the middle of the day. Empty house. Uh, when when's this kid going to get a line? I want I want I want to get to know about Rick Jr. Uh, what, what kind of thoughts he's got? He's six years old. When he gets a better agent, I guess. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I want to I want to know when 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 we get in a line from Rick Jr. Uh, he's he's got like I you know Michonne's his mom, Rick's his dad, little mm-hmm. ass kicker's his sister. That's an interesting guy. I want to hear him speak. When Unleash is, Rick Jr. When's Judith gonna pass him the Colt? Uh, <sighs> you know, get, get let's nah, get him gonna, trained. They're gonna kill off Daryl in season eleven, and they'll pass on the crossbow. So they'll have the two nice. iconic weapons in Insane the hands family. of the successors. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. Next up is Henry staring at Lydia and smiling. I, I. This is where I looked down and forgot to look back up and write some actual notes. Uh, so she, she, you're saying she was not using the yo-yo? No, she had a necklace mm. was prominently out, and I, I, I know that she got that at Hilltop. It might even be something that Carol gave to Henry to remember them by. Um. Or it might be something to kid. I, I know it had a little bit of significance to Henry, but like not season spanning significance. Like three episodes ago, this was established as a thing uh, that he gave to her. But I, I, you're you understand that this is kind of her little covert signal that uh, she's still sweet on him and okay. uh, hasn't hasn't gone full hasn't gone full whisperer back. She's still um, a whisper top or a hill hill whisperer. She's 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 still got feelings for him, which will come out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice subterfuge with the necklace. It's all going to come out by the end of the episode. Hate to tell you. All right, so then we go over to Alpha remembering uh, the time she watched Lydia suffocating as a young child, and then how she taught her a lesson uh, about that. She claims you you have to do whatever it takes to protect the group, even from themselves. 
and Beta is worried that Lydia has forgotten the lessons they've taught her. Well, you know what she's got to do? She's got to find a whole bunch of laundry, dry cleaning bags. She's got to put them on all their heads and then mm-hmm. wait for them all to pass out. I would posit that a child almost dying from having plastic wrapped around their face would probably not do that again. I don't think they need a vicious beating at the end of that. Yeah. But shit, why not reinforce the lesson, right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to be a bad parent, I guess go all the way with it. Yeah, no, Alpha's family life feels like uh, the Bluth family turned up to 11. You know, like all those little moral mm, lessons yeah. that the the rest of development dad tried to teach his kids. That's uh, why we don't talk to strangers or whatever. That's why we don't play with plastic bags. Um, and then a punch in the face to, to punctuate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. She's also, it's weird. Like, do you think her and Beta have a sexual relationship? Because she's got this whole like unmask me and he's like you know giving her this very personal service she's like oh it's been a long time since we've done that i yeah i oh i think she was talking about the duel like it's been a long time since her authority's been challenged that makes (laughs) sense (laughs) although i did have that thought for like a brief second like it's been a long time since you took your mask off i watched the last episode lady come on you can't do the show take the mask off i yeah Mm. i i I don't know i didn't think that there might be anything sexual happening with any of these people, but I guess I should have after they babies. said there was a couple. Yeah, and they've got a baby. Like, I just can't picture getting down with anybody who's wearing a walker mask. It's what the animals do, man. Fucking love that stink. Ugh. Like, can you uh, imagine, like, in cave, like, that's a must have been, like, in caveman times, you know, mm-hmm. you're sleeping in animal furs in these, in these filthy caves. You're probably pissing in the back room. No one's out of bath for weeks, and you still, no one's shaving, no one's got deodorant, and you're still, you're still finding a way to get get it in, Jim. Yeah, like, you know, life. That's a pretty strong, that's <laughs> pretty strong biological imperative right there. Fair no matter right. how many zombie skins you dress it up in, it's still going to get done. Jeff Goldblum's going to come in there and explain <laughs> that uh, life, life's going to find a way. But uh, um. What do you think the beta, the alpha means by we're already ready? Because he's like, we need to be able to protect ourselves, not just from the inside threats, but from the outside, too. And she's like, we're already ready. Uh, how? I guess because... she probably is talking about herself, right? Like, I'm strong enough to to handle maybe. anything. That's the thing of the narcissist. Like, you never can tell, like... Are they delusional? Are they crazy? Yeah. Is their faith well founded? Like it, they're just they're insane. But I have to wonder because a small strike team of a deaf woman and a half feral man and a dog was uh-huh. able to just kick their shit in when all it was is a rescue mission. Yeah, like you get fifty of hilltops bat biggest badasses with spears. Yeah, uh, they're like all oh, these walls aren't shit. Well, look what happens when you don't have them. Like yeah, you call these you call these zombies guardians. Let me explain something to you. Anyone can wear a walker skin. Mm-hmm. This dumb fuck group has done it like seven different times in this series, just by an happenstance and like you know, it, out of desperation. Like they will absolutely commando up and come and and, and tear your sh- your your camp apart. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's like it's like th- these guys are scary because they they have the mastery of the herds. But, like, I feel like it's one of those things where 
It's like, imagine if, um, I don't know, you found out that like people were super vulnerable to having rocks hit them. You know, like you just you just nick them with a rock. They're they're dead. Like the first person that picks up a rock and kills like they're super powerful. But like after three days of the rock war, guess what? Everyone's throwing rocks like this is not. And then this is not like some superpower you guys have discovered. It can be exploited. And then it's the stinky people with walker skins against the other stinky people with walker skins with a strong community walls and support system behind them. And guess what? Logistics win wars. Uh So. I'm I'm yeah, very the, curious about. They're scary because they they are so foreign, right? Like as a concept, right. the the idea that someone would do the things they're doing has never occurred to anyone other than them, uh, right? And, and so nobody knows how to fight them. Nobody knows what they're thinking at any given time. I th- I think that's the scary part is you just they're so unpredictable because you, how do how do you get in the headspace of someone who wears a Walker skin? I don't know. Uh, and like yeah. you said, with their ability to control herds, that's their only real weapon. Uh, I I don't <laughs> I don't know. As soon as they figure out, like, okay, we actually don't have to be afraid of these people because they have huge weaknesses. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to be done. Yeah. And how? Like, it seems like you could still redirect. Like, they send a herd at you. Well, they know how to redirect it. So just be mm-hmm. like. <laughs> yeah, get your this sirens holding going. pattern, and and the the crucial thing is they're behind walls, and you're not, and they can pick you off, and yeah. like eventually you'll lose control of the herd, and then it's all over. Uh-huh. Um, now I'm waiting and willing to be thrilled with some kind of revelation that I'm not seeing coming, and also like I do think that like if uh, the whispers is in the next day or two just ram this shit down their throat, then yeah. that will be that will be uh, a huge blow because I don't think they're ready to deal with that yet, but like. As this war goes on, it just seems like, you know, there's they don't have the numbers with all the communities combined. If all the communities can kind of put their shit together and there's nothing they'll unite a, 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 a band of fractious people like a common outside threat. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have to really be aggressive in this war or they're going to get beat long term. But I don't know. There might be some. Uh, um, I did see some firearms amongst the whispers, which that might be interesting. Like maybe yeah. they have a whole cache that they just leave in reserve. So you've got like, yeah, it's a zombie herd coming at you, but also one out of ten zombies is shooting you. That would be kind of interesting. I, but what happens to the zombie who takes the first shot? Like, that's right. Like they get you, swamped. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, you can't like run and take cover because then the zombies kill you. Yeah. And if you just continue to shamble, like, well, I, I that's the zombie right there to shot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. How dumb you're are right. the walkers? I don't know, but we'll probably find out. I, I'm really hoping by the end of the season we've got four more episodes that we will see some kind of large herd gathered up and sent the the way of Alexandria or Hilltop or somebody. You almost have to, yeah. or else, like, what is the Whisperer's plan? Because, like, even right. internally in the group, they're talking about, like, amongst the leadership, oh, yeah, this is this is a threat. We got we to gotta do something to neutralize it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like something you can, like, kick to the next season. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, Walking Dead of the past, I would have said they're going to stretch this out at least another half season, but... This walking I'm guessing, dead, I think that they've got it. I'm guessing that what's going to happen is the kingdom's going to throw the feast. Everyone's guard is going to be down mm-hmm. kind of preposterously. And the whispers are going to take that opportunity to ram uh, a walker herd through. Like we said in the beginning, like that's going to convince Ezekiel to, to get rid of the kingdom. It's also going to get Michonne all worked up and pissed off because she didn't want any of this to happen. And it was all predictable and blah, blah, blah. So there'll be lots of char- character drama. But 
Um, so everybody leaves Alexandria, goes to the kingdom for the fair, mm-hmm. and then the whispers come in, overrun the measly number of guards who are left in Alexandria, take over Alexandria. Oh, no. So now it's yeah. their city. And then uh, the walker skin sleeping in Michonne's bed. Uh, yeah, you don't even <laughs> want it back at that point, right? Just You can have it. Yeah. Burn it yeah. all to the ground yeah. if we get it back. I don't think they know about Alexander. The Hilltop. Yeah, yeah. Hilltop yeah. might be like if they if they take over Hilltop, ooh, that would be interesting because now a lot of the strengths uh yeah. of, of the community has been neutralized because now the stinky zombie people have a fortified city to fall back to. <laughs> and also you've got one community they've made it apparent is crumbling, right? The kingdom. And then you've got Alexandria, right. which I know they're not doing as much trade, but if you tried to combine the kingdom and Alexandria into one, mm. I think you would need the Hilltop's food and resources. Yeah, it might stretch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, obviously, Hilltop and Alexandria are the shining cities of these communities. I, I don't yeah. know. Seaside? Seaside might still be doing okay because yeah, they got fishing they and all that. I haven't even I mentioned don't know. them this season. I don't know. Um, it's a popular place for the men for the the, the different societies <laughs> to, to ship off to and sure. the ladies that like ladies. <laughs> Because it's, uh, you know, what what was that? the uh, Was it the Beach Boys, two girls for every boy? That sounds the, right. The ratios are favorable. Yeah. Yeah. Surf sure. City. They're going to they're going the mm. going Oceanside where it's two to one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to the last couple of scenes here. Uh, Gabriel returns home uh, or maybe not home. I, I don't, is he he's living with Rosita right now, right? I think he is. So uh, well, Rosita, they're in the early stages where they're spending a lot of time at each other's houses. But Rosita said mm. at the beginning, like, I'm going to go to my home and let you kind of think things over. So, OK, probably like she's got a, at least a drawer, you know, one drawer in his in his, in his oh, uh, yeah. dresser that she's got clothes and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, but they haven't had that that step that, that like uh, chain exchanging key step, maybe. Uh, but they all they all go into a house, uh, him, Rosita and Sadiq. And Michonne visits Aaron to thank him for his support with the council and tells him that the council should re-vote about the fair and that she won't veto it because even though she thinks it's a terrible idea, the people deserve the right to choose. Uh, And we kind of see a montage of the community thriving as Michonne sits and thinks. Yeah, man, sometimes believing in democracy means you're going to back a losing horse. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it goes. You either trust the people to, to, to govern themselves or you fucking don't. Um and we tried it both ways throughout human history. It seems like democracy in the long run is the way to go. Mm-hmm. But um, it's funny seeing them to discover all this. Uh, and I, I actually really appreciated it. Sadiq, Gabriel, Rosita, uh, Eugene. That, that's a pretty good show, not tell storytelling thing, because like I thought everyone like really clearly expressed what they were thinking with the significant looks like, you know, Sadiq, uh, like like Gabriel kind of like uh, sizing up Sadiq. And Sadiq being happy that, like, you know, Gabriel's willing to give this whole thing a try. Them all going in together. Eugene being, you know, like, it's a bit bittersweet moment, but he's happy that, like, you know, he came up with a plan to help his friends out. And it, and it worked out and everybody's happy. So he's able to take comfort in that. Mm-hmm. Pretty good shit. Pretty good shit for a 30 second throwaway scene with no dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and then during the night, Henry is taken to Lydia, who's given a knife and told to kill him or Beta will kill both of them. Uh, fortunately, she's spared the decision by a sudden Walker attack, and Daryl and Connie show up wearing Walker skins. They take Henry and Lydia and flee the scene. 
I like that they're calling the walkers guardians. That's kind of cool. You know, I, I just wish they had guardians. Like, do, do you really not have any lookouts whatsoever? We need a guardian guardian. I, I, I think you're supposed to understand that like uh, Daryl and Connie, who are no slouches in the killing people department, um, probably took out like, you know, that they were they because they in the earlier establishing scene when they drug out the two dead bodies for the walkers to feed it established that Daryl and Connie were there checking things out. Yeah. So they're probably there all day, checked out the guard rotation, picked picked off to in a weak spot and then led the herd on in. Clearly was able to skin walkers and come up with this stuff. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and again, like, you know, Daryl, like there's almost nothing. If, if whatever Daryl and Carol have to do when it comes to assaulting an enemy camp, I'm ready to buy it. Like, yeah. okay. Like I've seen Daryl kill a tank uh-huh. with almost his bare hands. I've seen Carol take down a whole camp entrenched with like bottle rockets and a machine gun. Uh-huh. Like there are some people that I'm just ready to like, yeah, Daryl's got fucking backup and a dog. Oh my mm-hmm. God. These people are lucky. They escaped with their lives. Um, so, yeah, I buy it. I buy it. Sure. And uh, Daryl looked really like I thought it was kind of arresting when Daryl came up and was like, we've got to go. I'm like, see, fuckers are learning fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their advantages are slipping Henry, away. And Henry doing the whole like, well, uh, I'm not going to leave with that Lydia, like putting putting uh, Daryl in the bind, which I, I don't think Daryl wanted to fight him too hard on that anyway. Yeah. You know, because no, I mean, the, he, he understands. Uh Yeah. You know, the, the Lydia means something to Henry and, uh, you know, Daryl gets it. Well, and, and the concept of Lydia, this this weak, innocent person being put upon, being preyed mm-hmm. upon by strong abusers. I mean, that's very personal to him, too. So it's not just like only for Henry. Only, like, God, Daryl's got so much fucking motivation in this scene. Uh, and it's, it's great. Gonna, so. It's going to cause big problems, though. I mean, obviously, Alpha's oh, not going to let this yeah. go. Uh, so she's nope. first thing going to come to... Hilltop, uh, come knocking, and she'll probably she bring has a lot to. of her Walker friends. She has to because this is a direct. All this is a direct. Uh, they've lost yet more people as a direct result of her actions on the day that she just dispatched to probably strong community members for disagreeing with her and saying that this is going to happen. Like she has no choice but to have some kind of show of strength. But I also um, think this time she doesn't have hostages, so it's just going to be right. Yeah. It's it's gonna have Plus, to be I, a true show of strength, um, and I think she's got to like. I don't think she's. I don't think she's going to give a shit about Lydia either, like because Lydia has embarrassed her by running off. Um, and there's but an, there will in, in still be the, the question of whether she does right. Like I think the question going through her community's mind is going to be why are we going after Lydia? Like this is oh this is yeah. yet again her you know forsaking the rules that she put on us in order to mm-hmm. go after her daughter, and that's gonna piss a lot more of her community members off i think she's gonna have to pitch it as like this is no longer a rescue mission we have nothing to trade this is vengeance we are going to destroy sure. this community and you can try my, pitch my daughter way. like i and i think she's gonna even say like specifically we're gonna spare no one what about your daughter no i said no one yeah did yeah, i yeah. whisper stutter you know like it's <laughs> no but i was be, way in the back and like i couldn't that. quite hear <laughs> Yeah, I was actually wondering, like, when she addresses the crowd, were they going to do something like she whispers and then they have dedicated whisperer yeah. translators that kind of ripple out through? Because uh, they have to, right? You can't just. Yeah, they have elaborate. Not, you're bird never going to be able to give a speech. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, uh, if everyone agrees, do the whip, whip, whippoorwill. If you don't mm-hmm. agree, do the dove. If you have an interjection, hoot like an owl. <laughs> like, how do they, how do they, 
Did they, is it like one of those old, uh, what did they, didn't they like the Occupy Wall Street? They had the whole, like they'd snap fingers or rub their hands together to signal assent, or they had a whole kinds of like sign language to do nonviolent community organization hippie bullshit. Huh. Um, I don't know. I think maybe the whispers got that stuff too. Maybe Connie can teach him a thing or two. Yeah, there you go. Because boy, I tell you, the, the whispers could really use sign language. Mm hmm. Do you think walkers would pick up on people using sign language? Oh, yeah. Walkers are steeped in sign language. Uh, they know all about it. <laughs> I meant more of like organized like <laughs> hand signals. Or I, I don't know. Like, That's a good question. It's walkers an unnatural movement, right? Yeah. Like they send, tend to like just leave their hands at their side. Oh, but I guess but... you could see some spaz, spaz, like un, you know, spasming. Yeah. Because the nerves I, are misfiring. I would think like, you know how in The Expanse they made the belter language uh, – you know, big gestures, right? Like big flamboyant mm. movement of the arms because you're in these bulky suits and you got to read it through a spacesuit. Yeah. I bet yeah. you could do something where like it's all about like shoulder gestures or something like just the way you're leaning as a walker. Oh, yeah. If you lean into the right, that means yes. You lean, you lurch yeah. to the left. Or you can just moan real loud. You <laughs> That's know? true. Yeah. You know, you can, or hiss, like hissing is no, moaning is yes. Mm. I don't know. Farting, yeah. I, like a lot I said, of farting and belching. A lot, a lot of gas, farting and belching. Mostly gas-based communication. <laughs> <laughs> mostly gas. You know, subtle differences in aroma uh-huh. uh, uh, really convey a lot. Um, it's all musk and pheromone-based. But, I mean, there's no limit to how fascinating I will find these answers. Like, I mm-hmm. honestly would eat this shit up if... If the 30 second scene from here to the end of the episode, the season establishes some kind of cool, crazy thing about the whispers and how they organize and communicate and live, because it is as much as I like this charter create, you know, rebooting democracy 2.0 kind of stuff. I think the whispers culture would would be fascinating. And and like, I I think the garbage people could have been the same way just they never bothered to explain any of that stuff or make them seem like they were real character inhabiting the world. Yeah. Um, and I think so the yeah, flashback g- give me that. that they had of, of Alpha and her daughter uh, went sure. a pretty long way toward doing that. You know, she was not, uh, it, it at least told us like why this community exists and that, yes, she mm-hmm. is in fact crazy, but here's what happened. Here's what came out of that. And I, yeah, they wanted us to believe that Jadis and her trash people were not crazy. They were just like, mm doing what they wanted to do to survive. They didn't do that with the whispers. They're clearly no, crazy. No, they did not. No, they did not. And uh, the, the other thing is um, I got the clear impression. I don't know if you you thought so, too, that like the story that the Alpha told about her, her daughter being three years old, that was the before times. That yeah, wasn't yeah. in the zombie apocalypse. She's just an abusive fucking parent. Yeah. Um, like it wasn't like the times made is like, like Negan always explained, like the world made him tough. He used to be just a dude, you know, mm-hmm. um, same thing with the governor, right? Like she was just like, uh, Carol's ex-husband, one of those types where he was just, he, there's just a bad sort. And they took that and, and like the, this world fits them like a pea in a pod. So mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting thing because we haven't gotten very many of those. Like they always had tragic backstories about like, Oh, they're, you know, uh, we, we were just like you, but you know, she's just always been fucking crazy and abusive and uh, exploitative. And I think that's, that's, that's cool. There's no nothing redeeming about her, and there never will no. be because there was never anything to redeem. Yeah. All right, that's it for the episode. Yeah. 
Good episode. I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed our recap. If you have some comments that you'd like to send in um, before the end of the season, because that's the next time I think at the season con- conclusion, we'll open up the mailbag again. Because uh, we are, you might not know this, but we're recording all these in advance to kind of like fit our schedule um, and, and give Jim extra time to edit this stuff. But uh, if you'd like to get in on that feedback bonanza at the end of the season, send it in to watching dead at baldmove.com. Of course, we have our forums at forums.baldmove.com if you want to get something out in real time. Uh, but yeah, thanks for shambling along with us and listening to our whispers. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll be at next week with another episode. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya. See ya.